Hello there. Welcome back to another episode of SAS Talks dedicated to the stay-at-home mothers and homemakers in this, the 21st century. And we continue with part four of That Race is for You. Bible says in Psalm 23 verses 4, Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and staff, they comfort me. I have learned that faithful people must sometimes walk in darkness, as we have read in Psalm 23 verses 4. Those of greatest devotion sometimes may know some of the deepest, deepest darkness. I had the naive idea of thinking that when I obeyed God to stay at home and serve my family, my life was going to be easy, full of joy and light sweetness just. It didn't happen that way. I would learn later on that there was a process through all this. After the clean easy business folded and without much luck in finding a paying job, I decided to throw myself in being a stay at home mother and homemaker. I put job hunting on the shelf. Our finances were still tight and we had to believe God to be able to pay off the credit card debt we had acquired and the monthly bills. Ken and I have always been very home and house proud people. We always cut back in other areas to put more towards a beautiful place to live within our budget. We were living in a very nice spacious house and I enjoyed decorating it and making it a palace for my husband and children to come back to after a long day's work and school. We opened up a cell group in our home. This took place every Wednesday from 6 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. Around the Christmas and Easter periods, we would have choir rehearsals in our house. We started a school of worship at Liberty Christian Fellowship, LCF as it's known. This was from 2 p.m. to 4.30 p.m. and then choir and worship practice from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. We dedicated all our weekends to serving in the worship ministry we felt right at home doing this. Ken was teaching the choir and worship team to read music. He wrote musicals, which were for both the Easter and Christmas seasons. We didn't have a car, so we used public transport with our children, Holy and Hosanna, who were both under the age of five. It was a long journey, about one and a half hours from Tottenham in North London to Kennington in South London, where we had all our rehearsals, but we felt so grateful to serve with our gifts. We would get back home around 10 p.m. and then up for the 9.30 a.m. Sunday service, followed by the 11 a.m. service. Looking back now, 
I don't know how we did all that, but God gave us the grace for that season in our lives. Our children moved with us everywhere because we didn't feel comfortable leaving them with anyone else. After some period, there were two ladies from the north who volunteered to give us a ride every now and then when their families were not in the car with them because their cars didn't have the capacity to accommodate her soul. As time went on, Ken would go for the first service at 9.30 a.m. and I would attend by 11 a.m. with the children. We would then get back home on the bus and train after the two services. I remember my biggest prayer points at the time were a car, a computer, and a camcorder to record my children's growing up special memories. Getting these had to be a miracle because we were not in position to save up for any of them. We were living from hand to mouth and we had to juggle which bills to pay or leave out at the end of each month. One Saturday winter evening, after we had finished the choir rehearsal, the wind started blowing like crazy, followed by the typical non-stop British drizzling. Everyone who drove at the time started rushing to their car. Pastor Grace, who was the choir patron, looked at Ken and I as we were wrapping up home to walk to the bus stop. How are you guys getting home? She asked. The bus? I replied. She said, no, no, this is wrong. She asked, do you guys drive? I answered, we have nothing to drive. She went on to say, no, I'm asking if you guys know how to drive. By this time, Ken had come closer to where Pastor Grace and I were standing. He answered, yes, Musumba, I drive. Just like that, Pastor Grace handed us the key to her car, a white micro. And now she was the one asking for a ride back home. I didn't know whether to scream or cry. I was overwhelmed. Our journeys to church were made so enjoyable from then on. That was the first miracle down. Driving back home seemed like a dream. And for sure, I didn't want to wake up from this one. This gave me a boost to continue believing God for the computer and the camcorder. A month after we had got a miracle car, Ken's uncle, who lived in Chinford, called him one evening saying he wanted to come visit us. When he arrived, we had a good long talk and a nice cup of tea followed by dinner. As he was about to leave, he told Ken that he was downsizing and he wanted us to keep some of his electricals for him. He said we could use them in the meantime. Ken went with him to the car to collect the items. I couldn't believe my eyes when Ken and his uncle walked in five minutes later with a computer, a camcorder, and a surround system. I said under my breath, thank you, Jesus. I didn't want to show my excitement with Ken's uncle around since he had said he was loaning us these items for use in the meantime while he looked for another place to live. When he left, I could not stop shouting, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, as I walked from one room to another. My daughter, Holly, who was about five years at the time, asked, Mommy, why are you shouting? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I said, because God has answered my prayer, sunshine. 
the camcorder and the surround system were both of the same make which was sony and which had been our heart's desire for a long time these matched pretty good with rtv vcr and dvd set a good look i must say for me as an interior designer a little while later ken's uncle decided to give us everything i was like this obedience to god thing really works god has even given us a surround system that we did not ask for i remember talking to myself and to god yes lord from now on i am going to fully concentrate on staying at home serve my family and stand beside my husband in ministry god it is a deal and it is a good deal i enjoyed my quiet times in the morning after dropping my children at school with no interruptions i had so much peace in my heart we were managing okay and somehow god helped us to juggle the bills we loved and enjoyed being in active ministry at lcf and the teaching there was very inspirational and uplifting we still had to renew our visas every year in mid-august april 2004 there arose someone we had known and respected for the last six years who turned against us ken was working with the music organization center that was responsible for sending him to the schools in the haringey borough that needed music teachers he had other independent schools from the center that he was working for and was dearly loved because god had clothed him with favor so much favor the boss of the music center was called peter and he was very fond of ken about then this gentleman went and told peter that ken was working illegally in the schools that his visa didn't allow him to work which was obviously false this same person went to other independent schools from the music center and spread the same falsehood to the head teachers there that ken was working illegally in the uk so one thursday before the half term ken came back home he seemed disillusioned he told me he was out of jobs i couldn't believe what i was hearing the first thought that ran through my mind was how are we going to cope ken is the sole breadwinner for the family we have young children i started to panic i could see my ken perplexed as well i remember hitting the floor and praying i was lying flat on my stomach praying with tears running down my cheeks onto the rug i was asking god why is there sin in our house have we disobeyed you in any way we are not aware of i started repenting i had not matured enough to know that even when you are in the center of god's perfect will trouble will come i thought the fact that i had fully obeyed god to serve my family we were only going to see blessing after blessing and favor like we had just seen with the car the camcorder the computer and the bonus of a surround system i wasn't expecting this i wasn't ready for this half time was starting the following day and there was no job which meant no income and we had no savings at all friday the following day which was the last day of the term 
Ken took his passport to the schools for them to see that he wasn't working illegally in the country, but he couldn't convince them otherwise. The gentleman had done a great job convincing the head teachers that Ken wasn't permitted to work in those schools and the repercussions for such school and head teachers would be huge if the home office got to know about his employment there. Friends, this is a long story that I can't cut short. Let's continue with it in the next episode. See you there.